Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right, Garrett himself, G-Dub. How you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. We're here to tell you about the comics coming out for the week of 8-17 and 8-18. Almost done with August. Seems like we just started. uh, But as they say, August comes in like uh, the sun and leaves like the moon. Did you ever hear that before? No. <laughs> yeah, not till tonight. Dog days of summer. That's in August, though. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sitting here. I play this song. I will see the Pixies. Love that song. Where's my mind? We're going to talk about two comic books later where a couple people uh, may have uh, uh, been uh, uh, had their mind uh, messed with. And uh, and then we'll talk with we'll talk about the uh, last issue of uh, a book club book, uh, the End League, which uh, fucked our brains. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it it truly did. Uh, and we'll also reveal the pick for the next book club, which will start next week. Uh, and I'll explain how I came to that decision with that, and then we'll talk about some reviews for the uh, week. Uh, how you guys been doing? Doing good, you know. You know, you guys were ready to be done with the end league. So, (laughs) you guys were telling me you've been watching What If, and you know what? I tried, I tried, but it really. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about what uh, What If, why why I couldn't get into it because it just seems like there's like really no story. Just kind of goes like pushes through the plot, right? And I know it's like one episode is going to be like one story, and it's like forty fifty minutes, so it has to do that. But then I can't really get into it. Plus, the I mean. At least what I saw so far, it's like really the same thing, except it was Peggy instead of well, Steve. So, so that's the only thing is that this first episode of the show, uh, not necessarily a disappointment, but I could have lived my life without actually having to have seen it and just heard about it. So Marvin, you know what? I would skip number one. I don't think you're going to pick up anything that you don't already know and get into issue episode two. Isn't like tomorrow night's the Black Panther, Star-Lord or... T'Challa Star-Lord or something. Like, that one at least sounds interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was very unique just because of the voice cast. Like, <laughs> there was, like, almost every actor besides, like, Chris Evans came back. Um, I was surprised because, like, Stanley Tucci does a line and he literally has says, like, one sentence. Um, so, I don't know. I thought it, I think it, this is playing well to the uh, spoilers end of Loki, uh, where there's somewhat nexus events um but i think the scroll like come on jeffrey wright is the watcher like that voice didn't pull you into the story like i'm i'm shocked that's felix leitner i know uh, felix we've talked about felix on this show before i know it's like how i can't believe his melodic voice didn't pull you in he's in the he's in like at the beginning for like two seconds but as the fucking watcher you know that. But I agree. I agree. It wasn't like the greatest. You know uh, that fat head motherfucker is uh, always been around, and uh, whenever I see him, I uh, I just know shenanigans going to happen. So I really trust his trust his head, um, especially what after he did to my homeboy uh, Nick Fury in that storyline. So I don't trust him anymore. What was that? What was that storyline where Thor lost his? It was Jason Aaron's thing. Origin, original sin. Yeah, I don't trust him since original sin. So. 
Uh, you said, Gary, there's one thing you were going to tell me that would make me want to watch it. Yeah, uh, that was Felix Leitner is the watcher. <laughs> really? <laughs> I told you I watched the beginning, so I would have seen that already. Well, I didn't know. You didn't tell me that you watched some of it. I, just found I said I couldn't get into it. I said I tried. I couldn't get into it. So, Marvin, how far into it did you get? Uh, Peggy took the serum. She went after that guy. and They're like, we're not going to have Captain America be a woman. And uh, that was it. <laughs> well, to be fair, they, that that comes up three or four more times in the show where whatever That's the what saying, it just seems like it's, it's like very. It seems like a very obvious choice to make this the alternate take on this. There's nothing that surprised me at all. That's what I'm saying. It seems like, oh, yeah, so you're just going to plug her in. It's not Steve. And then yada, yada. And I don't know. I was really into it. Plus, I don't know. I think there's a couple things in there, man. Like, I think there's still a few things within the episode that was fought. But you wouldn't have got to it if you stopped right when Peggy becomes super soldiered. Like, her first fight scene is pretty fun, is interesting. I I questioned one thing, because I've never seen uh, Steve Rogers' Captain America do him, but I'm sure he could have if he tried. Um, spoilers, Marvin, she can lift a truck. After she rammed her shield into the truck, she then lifts the truck over, using its momentum, and throws it behind her. Yeah, she probably, he I, probably can do that. I mean, he almost took down that helicopter by pulling it back to the... I guess you're right. Hey, let me ask you a question, speaking about Spider-Man. So, um, I haven't really gotten that far in that Spider-Man uh, video game that came out like two years ago, mainly because oh, every time, mainly because every time I try to play it, my sons are always like, "Hey, I want to play." So then they, I handle the controller, they play for a little bit, then the other one plays for a little bit, then I get it back, and whenever I get it back, they're always like, "Hey, can I try that?" Whenever I do something that looks cool, so I get so really, I can't, I can't really play if they're here. Um, so I finally was like, you know what? Like, uh, I work at home now, my lunch break, you know, I can play a little bit of that and see how far I get. So I actually played uh, a good hour today, and uh, there's a sequence in which um, uh, Spider-Man and Jefferson Davis, uh, spoilers, spoilers for Spider-Man, P- uh, PS4 game, came out so long ago, um, but uh, uh, they go to lift, like, this metal... Um, crate thing to like go down into the secret passageway and Spider-Man's like okay he goes okay on three one two three and they lift it and they struggle to lift it and I'm like pretty sure this motherfucker can like lift a car and he's acting like he's struggling with this and then literally literally not five minutes later he shoots his spider webs at two cars and pulls them both back with his strength and I was like how come he couldn't lift that thing that crate it was a bit. <laughs> it sounds like he, he was trying to make Jefferson feel needed. I will let you know something about that game, though. Alex, you might be proud of me that I actually do. I actually can dodge stuff in that game. Yeah, because wow. it gives you long enough to do it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> kind of um, like a spider sense. Well, in Batman, it gives you a little thing, doesn't it? A little indicator. Yeah, it gives yeah, you the, the easiest mode. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, when you I was playing the- it, Alex, it was the easiest mode, wasn't it? It, it still gave him the flash above his head to, to yeah, counter. and I was getting punched was, left and right. Was, this guy the was... The hardest thing to watch is Marvin play Batman Arkham City, and I'm going to dodge. And I'm watching him, and I'm just biting my tongue to that time. Dude, give me the controller. You're going to lose. <laughs> You're going to die. I think that just proves Spider-Man is a better fighter than Batman, so... 
Yes, I'll give you that, Marvin. You would make a better Spider-Man than you would a Batman. I agree. So, uh, on today's show, I thought we would change stuff up a little bit, keep a little mix going. Uh, even though we'll have the same segments as we usually do, I thought we would change the order in which we're doing them. So, uh, we'll do the fo- focus forecast here in a moment. But I think we would start here with a little game uh, instead. Get the uh, blood flowing, as they say. Uh, I went to uh, a local establishment. Um, it's a nice mom and pop shop called High V. And when I was in there, <laughs> I noticed that they had the uh, the Halloween candy out. Uh, Alex, do you have Halloween candy out at your establishment? Nope. Well, they had the I Hall- don't. they had the Halloween candy out. They had all the decorations for Halloween. Uh, they had spider webs, you know, witches up, uh, uh, pumpkins, everything. They're ready, ready to go, and it's August seventeenth. Uh, they have two months to sell candy that, you know what, someone could go bad in two months. So, uh, not really, but, um, it might go stale. You don't know where they keep that candy. Uh, but even my uh, son, he <laughs> went up to it and he goes, I think they're, uh, I think they're lying. It's not Halloween yet. And I go, yes, yeah, not Halloween yet. He goes, why are they trying to trick me? And I said, they're not, I don't know. They're trying to sell candy. Anyways. So that got me thinking. I was like, you know what? If they're going to take two months to celebrate Halloween, uh, why don't we do that? So to start this show, and also I thought, I was thinking about this too when I was in the same establishment, uh, the mom and pop shop, Hybe. And um, when I was there, I was like, we always do back matter. And we always do like a whole episode dedicated to something that's not really comics, but it's more just to kind of get to know us or get to know, uh, see us in a different light than the comic book uh, uh, aficionados as you uh, hear us every week. Um, uh, or like us get tortured by uh, N League or talk about how Spider-Man is weak. And um, <laughs> I said, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? We could mix in little uh, segments here and there that aren't really comic related, but uh, it might get the juices flowing, get the conversation going, and then, you know, my little fun change up for the show. So in that spirit of Halloween and of the spirit of change, I made a game here that is uh, horror movie uh, themes. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to play them. Now, because we are virtual, I think it might be hard to say the first one to hear it to buzz in. Uh, it might not be fair if uh, Alex cuts out or you cut out, something like that. So instead, we're going to go back and forth. Uh, you will have a turn, and I'll, I'll get you. Here's the way it's going to work, though. I'll play it for you. I'll give you about 15 seconds. I'll stop it. You'll get a guess. Uh, the next, the other person, if that, if you're wrong, can choose to steal and guess without any more of the song. That 15, same 15 that they listened to. Um, uh, and then I'll play about 10 seconds more if both of you are wrong again. And uh, then the original person gets one more guess, but then the person can't steal a second time. They only get one chance at stealing the first time. So we'll do that. I have a... Uh, Nine of them here, not nine of them, ten of them here, five each, and uh, I have a, a, what do you call them? <laughs> Tiebreaker. <laughs> I was trying to, I, in my head I was like, code breaker. I was like, that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> close, close. Um. So, Alex, you're going to go first. I feel like, I, you know, I almost picked Garrett first. I almost said Garrett again. Uh, it's, just, it's just, that's just the way it is in my head. So, uh, Alex, are you ready to listen? Yep. Let's, let's do this. How, are you a fan of the uh, the horror movies? You know the answer is no to that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Garrett is to a, a certain extent, right? Baba Duke, yeah. of course. 
Baba Duke Duke Duke. All right, here we go. Here's yours, Alex. Uh, what is this? What's that? What movie is that, Alex? The Dracula. Incorrect, Garrett for the steal. Uh, that would be Halloween. It is Black Halloween. Myers. There you go. One point for Get It. I should probably mark this down. Never seen it. You've never seen the Halloween movies? No. Nope. Oh fuck! They would give you nightmares. Dude. The man just that said he's cool. not a horror aficionado. So. I know, so he's already at a disadvantage. But man, that is the ultimate boogeyman. That's like my you're, favorite you're classic. Anything horror. music related, I'm at a disadvantage. <laughs> outside of it's a cartoon show. I mean that. That's yeah. why I gave him such an easy uh, starting. Hey, here. I'm guessing there's going to be a TMNT one in here. So just hold on. This is, what horror movie have they been in? <laughs> well, you ever seen uh, uh, the second one? 2014. You ever seen Out that TV shadows. show? <laughs> oh yeah, you ever seen that Michael Bay one? That's a horror. Yeah, movie. Second Michael yeah, Bay one. <laughs> oh, you know what? I would I would at least watch Out of the Shadows over the 2014 original because uh, that original all it was was Megan Fox. No one gave a shit. I liked the first one. I thought it was okay. What? The only good okay. part is when they're in the elevator. Uh, I guess we could have no turtles forever. If it's going to turn into movies like that, I'm fine with that choice. Garrett, you ready? The second one's, I'm ready. Here's your uh, theme. 15 seconds. Um, The Shining. Incorrect, Alex. Cujo. Mm. Incorrect. You know, at this point, Alex is probably just thinking of a horror movie he can think of. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he came up with. So, if I don't like, like <laughs> I've heard of, I've heard the Halloween other song, like when Michael shows up. That's the song, bro. It's the same song. It's literally the, the only song in the movie. Isn't the classic. <laughs> that's the only that's, song that's, in the movie. That's from the original. Maybe no, I wouldn't know. I know the more recent stuff, but anyway. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. You're that's later on in the song, but it's the same song. That's the same. That's like the only fucking thing it has in the whole movie. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, ten more seconds, Garrett, and then you get a second guess. Remember, Alex, you don't get a third, a second guess. All right, but Garrett, ten more seconds, you can have a second guess. It's very subtle. Well, hmm. like ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, Jesus, like literally nothing to add to the uh poltergeist. It is poltergeist. Fuck right. yeah. You know, I thought of that first because I heard like the like yeah. ethereal at, like at the beginning sound. Yeah. yeah, I was like, Oh, that's gotta be poltergeist. Well that's what I thought too originally when I was putting it together. I was like, Is this enough? But I was like, that kind of sound like if you've seen the movie, that song that sound kind of comes up a bunch of times, uh, and so I go, it's going to be hard, but I know uh, I made it a little harder for Garrett and made it very easy for Alex because I knew he <laughs> wouldn't be good at this. Not that you wouldn't be good at this, Alex, but you wouldn't be. 
Um, here's your first one. But you know what, though? If I made it easy for Alex, then that means Garrett's just going to steal him. But he gets the first shot. I say, if it's easy for me, it's going to be easier for Garrett. But you so. get the first shot. Yeah, but if you stuck at something already, <laughs> then it doesn't matter. Hey, Marvin's nothing but a giver, okay? So just take your take your chances. Uh, here you go. If you, Alex, if you don't know this, there's a good chance that I might go to your house and play out a horror movie. With you, I mean. Isn't it Garrett's turn? No, it's my turn. That's your turn. Here you go. Alex, what is it? You know, the weird thing is I I had two movies that came to mind. And I'm going to go with Friday the 13th. Incorrect. All right. Garrett? The Shining. Incorrect. You know what? Okay, Alex, 10 more seconds. You got a second guess. Oh, you got a couple extra seconds because they clicked stop and it didn't stop. There you go, Alex. What do you think? I'm going to go with Psycho. Psycho is correct. Nice. So that, was, that was my other option. Which one, which one was your gut? gut? Which one was your gut my, first? My gut was Psycho because I thought go, that. Go with the gut, baby. You always got to go with the gut. <sighs> no, now I know. You always got to go with the gut. All right. Um, uh, Garrett? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, I'll just play. Where'd it go? Oh, here it is. There you go. Garrett, what is it? Nightmare on Elm Street. That's Nightmare on Elm Street. Correct. It's not as known as the other ones. It's not known for its music, but there it is. It's more known for because the, uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street is more of a comedy than a horror movie. But <laughs> and plus, people more know the uh, the rhyme that the girls do in that movie than the song. Yeah, if you would have played that, I'd probably have nightmares tonight. So, Alex, now yep. it's only three to one. You could be ca- catching up here. We've had four so far. Wait, wait, I actually got I got credit though for Psycho. Way you to did. go me. You did. Psycho was good good work. Here is your second one. I mean actually this is your third one, Alex. Here you go. Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> Alex, what is it? <laughs> Jaws. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's good. That was good. There you go. Three to two. Three, two, two. Uh, Garrett, here is your next one.
There you go, Garrett. I'm going to go with The Exorcist. Incorrect. Alex? Dracula. Incorrect. Ten more <laughs> seconds. There we go. Ten more seconds. Hmm. <laughs> Friday 13th. Incorrect. All right. Going to miss that one there. This is the theme song for the movie The Fog. The Fog. Oh, I have seen that, but I did not recognize the theme. Did you see the uh, remake or the original? Both. I've seen all of them. The remake has your buddy in it? Uh, Thomas Jane. No, no, that's The Mist. mist? Oh, that's The Mist. Yes, The Fog. Yeah, whatever. The uh, fog Tom has Welling. Tom Welling in with it, yes. uh, the Taken Girl. Yes, the Lost Girl. What's her name? I don't remember her name. Um, um, yeah, girl that gets kidnapped a lot. That mm-hmm. one gets kidnapped and taken and then lost. Yeah. Uh, there you go, uh, Alex. How are we feeling here? We got a three to two. Garrett just whiffed it, and now you well, you get a chance to catch up. What are you thinking? I can do it. All right. I can do it. Here we go. Your next one. (laughs) What is that one? I, um, hmm. I'm going to go with what my gut thought it was because it was so upbeat. I thought it was Child's Play. Incorrect. Garrett, for the steal? Beetlejuice. It is the Beetlegeist. There you go. Number four. Never seen it. What? <laughs> Alex, come on. <laughs> That's not even scary. I know, but I never saw it. I saw the cartoon. They had a Beetlejuice cartoon in the 90s. Which was based for you, off the, the movie. Yes. Shame. All right, uh, Garrett, here's your next one. Oh, yeah, this is number seven. Four to two here. God damn it. There you go. This is mine? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Friday 13th. I was wondering why you were like, God damn it. I was like, I was just making, I was making sure it was my turn. I'd be originally, you, you might've, what'd you say? God damn it. Then you thought, Alex? I thought it was Alex's turn. Easy. And Alex, did you know that was Friday the 13th? Yes. You know, ch- 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 <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you know what? You might know this one here. Here's your next one. I don't know, but I'm going to guess what I've already guessed twice. Dracula. (laughs) Correct. Garrett for the steal. Edward Scissorhands. Incorrect. Uh, Alex, 10 more seconds for you. (laughs) 
Oof, oof, oof. Um, Hellraiser. Oh, wait. Incorrect. Yeah. Uh, you know, Garrett, you were close. It is the same composer, Danny Elfman. But mm-hmm. this is uh, Tales from the Crypt. Ah, uh, never seen that. Is that a movie or the TV show? There was a movie and then it became a TV show. So that's from the movie. Um, I'm hoping to hear, uh, you know, when there's something down in your neighborhood. Even I'll know that one. There you go, uh, Garrett. Your uh, last one here, I believe. Shouldn't this be his fourth one? What? Shouldn't this be his number four? You know what? I lost count. So <laughs> let's see here. He stole that one. He stole that one. One, two, three. Yep. This is his number four. You're right. So he has two more. Uh, I just have a bunch of songs here. I was just going to. Okay. Here we go. What is it, Garrett? Fuck. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Incorrect. Alex? Oh, I'm going to go with... Uh, what? I'm going to go with Hellraiser again. Whatever Pinhead is in. Uh, incorrect. No. But he is in that movie. Pinhead. Okay, it is Hellraiser. Here you go, Garrett. Ten more seconds. It is it. Yep. Oof. Can you do you know if it's the original or the remake? Uh, it's the remake. It's the original. What? Dang! I didn't know the themes were so similar. Uh, Alex, here is yep. your next one. Very slow starting. At first I thought I went deaf and couldn't hear it. <laughs> uh, I have no fucking clue. Garrett? Child's play. Child's play is incorrect. Garrett? Uh, I honestly don't even have a guess. Alright. Alex, 10 more seconds. Shit me, Dracula. That is correct. Ooh, there you go. Where, 
Oh, damn. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> it is Dracula. Yay! I will give you two bonus points if you can tell me what year this version of Dracula came out. Nineteen forty three. Incorrect. Damn, you could have got up the garret. It's ninety two. It's a newer one. When was it? Ninety two. Nineteen ninety two? Yeah. God, Alex, way off. <laughs> Damn. You know, this is a story, Dracula, that they brought back numerous times. Anyways, here's your final one, Garrett. There you go. Shining. Incorrect. Gear, I mean, Alex? <clears throat> uh, let's go Frankenstein. Incorrect. Ten more seconds for Gary. you go. Child's Play. Incorrect. The Wolfman. Uh, that is Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that brings you to five, so that means that you already won. We don't need a tiebreaker. But Alex, just in the sense of fun, here's your final one. I want to see if you can get it. Family. The monster. Alex. Dad's family. Oh, here we go. Four. All right. Five to four was a close game. Uh, but uh, Alex, I mean, Gary pulled it out last, uh, not last second. He was a little ahead the whole time. So there we go. To be uh, fair, I have said, I have said two of them that were on the list at least. So that's good. You did. Be, I mean, when, when it mattered, you didn't say it. Well, no, because I, I could have guessed Hellraiser the whole time and gotten them all wrong. That's true. Uh, there we go. Halloween is just around the corner, or at least that's what it seems like. I, I see everybody. You know what? Spirit of Halloween is probably opening up all over the uh, country. I lost the uh, top of my, uh, the cap of my pen. So this motherfucker is going to go dry. All right. Um, but let's move on to this focus forecast, telling the comic books coming off of this week. And actually today, the time of the recording, not the time you're listening to this, a little book called Nightwing number 89. Nope, oh, 83. Tom Taylor and uh, Bruno Rondondo came out. What do you think here with the uh, the Dick Grayson, Garrett? You know what? Uh, so I've read a fair amount of, oh, of Alex? Nightwing. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I forgot this was yours. I thought it was Garrett's. Go ahead. Oh, I was like, uh, you know what? So I've, I've read my fair share of Nightwing stuff. I'm not nearly as much as Garrett. Uh, I jumped off when it became Rick Grayson. I jumped back on when Tom Taylor was taking this book over. And it has been one of the best books I've read in a long time. So lighthearted. The art is phenomenal. Uh, and what a fun take on Dick Grayson's character. And 
for a book that doesn't necessarily need to have a lot of stakes, it feels like there's a lot of stakes in this book, which makes it even more enjoyable to know that there's things that matter in this world and to Dick Grayson himself. Uh, fantastic. It is great that there is some like lore change going on with uh, this book. So pretty fun that it's like not just maintaining the status quo. That cover's pretty great too. The cover here for Nightwing. It looks so it uh, him going up the stairs. So reminds me of a little Hawkeye action uh, of him getting out of his clothes and uh, standing up in front of the podium. There you go. Uh, right again, black number seven. Kyle Higgins, Marcello Costa. New story arc here. What do you think here, Garrett? Sorry, my audio cut. What book did you say? Radiant Black. Radiant Black. Um. Radiant Black's been pretty good, you know, uh, as Kyle Higgins does. He does the, you know, first arc of a book, thinking that we're going to have a story that's pretty predictable, and then boom, he flips it on its head, and that was just the prelude to the actual story that he wanted to tell. In this case, there's a new protagonist taking on the mantle of Radiant Black, uh, and he just got off his first fight with Radiant Red, and it seems like uh, there's a little bit more... Uh, than it seems for Radiant Reds. So um excited to see what happens next. And, you know, again, Kyle Higgins killing it on an ongoing book. So hopefully he just doesn't leave it soon and just keeps the creative juices flowing. There you go, the Kyle Higgins. Uh, Supergirl World of Tomorrow, number three. Um, Tom King, Balesque, Evely. Uh, issue two, uh, we I, I enjoyed not as much as issue one though, so I'm looking forward to issue three and see if uh brings back the uh, magic that I had in issue one. Uh, but I did enjoy issue two. It's not that it was horrible; it's just that it wasn't as good as number one. So I'm looking forward to this. Obviously, Balescavely art. How can you not enjoy a good artist on a book there? So, Supergirl World of Tomorrow that's coming out uh today at the time of this recording uh batman catwoman number six that's clay man and tom king speaking of the tommy what do we think here uh i love this book it is so beautiful the story is it's so great and like i think you know tom king's batman run really did set up the story because this is the bat and cat from that run uh in the future of that kind of continuity um and it's incredible. I mean, I get if you watched. Uh, oh, I can't think of the name of the movie. What's the Batman movie? The animated movie. Mask uh, of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm. Like you get those vibes the entire way through this book. Um, obviously, with the Phantasm being in the book, um, but it's just spectacular. And I can't believe we're only halfway. There's still uh, six more windows to light up after this. So it's so good. Lazarus Risen number six, Greg Rucka, Michael Lark. Alex, can you remember when number five came out? Oh, it's been probably at least eight months ago. Uh, I, lo- I looked, it was November. Uh, oh. Actually, October 28th. What? I had it on my November 5th. I wonder if it was solicited for October 28th. Yeah, it's on Images' website. October wow. 28th. Those fucking liars. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been so long since we've read this book. Mm-hmm. Almost a year. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. This kid, Last time this came out, it was indeed Halloween. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that, see, right there, full circle. 
Uh, I'm super stoked to get back into the world, and I can only imagine what it's like a quarterly sized book. So we're going to get all this information. It's going to look amazing. Uh, Greg Rucka has not been doing really anything else anyway, because we've only gotten, I think, what, two or three issues of Black Sign or um, Black Magic. Magic. And then there's this. And he's, I guess he's doing the, uh, um, oh shit, what's the Assassins That Never Die? Old Guard. Old guard. He's got his old guard books. But you know what? Lazarus is the one that has established, I think, our friendship, like concrete friendship right here because of Lazarus, number one, all that 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever it's been. This book is fantastic. If you're not picking it up, you've missed out on eight fantastic years of your life. I was going to say uh, that he uh, has been doing books, but I don't think he's written a book in at least five years. So, um, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I mean... Might have just taken uh, some time off, um, especially with what's going on there right now. You know, Greg Rucka, he's uh, a guy who's really uh, into the news, into politics, things like that. So he might have been uh, preoccupied the last year. Um, uh, Alex, you know how I always love my part twos of a story. It's uh, it's certainly uh, 10 months later. Uh, how do you feel like that this is part two of the story from last time? <laughs> The Holy last shit, this is the part two. Yeah, the last one was part one of the story, and then now this is part two. I'm never gonna be able to find that part one to reread it, so who knows? It might be really good, might be really bad. <laughs> I hopefully there's hopefully, a recap uh, page. Yeah, I was gonna say hopefully I do a previously on because otherwise we're <laughs> if uh, they don't like have a lot. They of did faith. it the last time. They didn't th- remember that was our like big gripe. One of the issues of Lazarus Risen, there was no previously, and it was a quarterly book. We're like, what the hell's going on? Well, here we go. This says Fracture 2 Part 2, so we'll see. And I just checked the, uh, the other one said Fracture 2 Part 1, so it is indeed Part 2 of uh, this arc, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm looking forward to the same as you, but um, it just seems like a little big of a gap that I honestly do not know remember what's going on in this book at all. But I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the art. I'm back in. Speaking of which, Superman and the Authority, Grant Morrison and Mikhail Hanin. Uh, first issue, fantastic. Loved it. Thought bringing back issue two. Let's go, Superman. Let's go, Authority. And uh, you look at that cover. More of the Authority is going to show up here. I said midnight right in that cover there, and uh, I'm all in. I am all in. Um, on this book here, it just seems fun. It's a kind of like a futuristic Grant Morris, Grant Morrison story, and Grant uh has decided that uh. Uh, he came back to DC, even though he said, I'm done with superhero. And they said, hey, by the way, if you could do one more thing, what would it be? He said, I don't know. I think I've been thinking about doing a Superman and Authority. And they said, all right, you got it. And he said, all right, I'll come back. So uh, there we go. So I'm looking forward to uh, that um, book right there. I was going to say something else, but I'll save it. I'll save it. Uh, Focus Forecast brought to you by RainbowComicsAndCards.com, your definitive source for all things comic books. <laughs> Uh, pop figures, uh, collectibles, everything you need, right? Right in one place there. Uh, they run a tight shop. You walk right in, you disinfect, you get what you need and you go up there they got a friendly staff. Uh, and, uh, my son's last two Fridays we've gone and guess what? Uh, they like what they see. They like what they see. They got Mario. They got Pokemon. They got Batman. They got Superman. They got Spider-Man. The, uh, these kids don't know what to think with all this uh, c- uh, crossover in this store. Um, they've never seen a store like it. And you know what? 
neither have I. So RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Go there <laughs> and get your uh, goods today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. There you go. <clears throat> uh, I'm looking at Midnighter, and I'll ask you about the weather here in a second, Alex. But uh, he has, like, these two uh, holes in his attire near his collar. Almost looks like if he'd be wearing a hoodie, that's where the string would come out, and he would, you know, tighten his hood. But it's just there's no string, there's no hoodie. And I wonder what design choice that is. Just two random huh. holes. So, hmm. Alex, how's Weird. that weather? Today was windy. Windy, hot. You know what? I hear it's going to rain. Not here. When I say here, it's because I can hear it coming. It's it's miles and miles, hundreds of miles away. But I can smell it, and I can hear it coming. The crackle of lightning, the buildup of rain, it's on its way. There won't be any floods. But you know what? It's been such a drought-like year. We could definitely use a little rain. Uh, it, we should be getting ready for harvest here by Halloween. Uh, who knows? It might be November. It might be December by the time we get to it, because that's how long it's going to take for this stuff to grow. Um Bring out your umbrellas, not just for the rain. Be prepared for that sunlight. You know what? I watched a cartoon with my daughter tonight, and uh, they really could have used an umbrella just to block from the sun. People, remember to be prepared. Scouts. When is it? When do you? When do you think it's going to rain? You know what? Um, we've had this conversation before. When I say things are going to happen, they happen. <laughs> so why okay. I mean, I just looked at the uh, the forecast uh, put together by uh, so-called experts. I do believe you, but I'm just double-checking. You don't get a second opinion. And uh, I don't see any rain in the forecast uh, until Friday. And I was just curious well, if that's what you thought, too. Wait, are you looking for the next 24 hours? Because I always give you a week's advance. All right, all right. So it's going to rain. <laughs> it's going to rain. <laughs> he bets his next paycheck on it. It's going to rain. Didn't tell you what day, it's just told you it's going to happen. There we go, the focus forecast from the meteorologist Alex P. Keaton um, over there at the old uh, WCSF uh, station. So uh, let's get to these comic books, and uh, let's not delay or talk about this end league issue four. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, God, yes. Rick Remender, Matt. I'm never getting the shit done right away. Rick Remender, Matt the Broom. And Sean Parsons, I never mentioned him. He colored this book. Maybe he was grateful I never mentioned him. But um, <laughs> issue four, a four of, how much was it total? Nine? Nine. So yep. the whole series is nine. We're reading the first volume. You can get this in a library edition if you would like all nine. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, issue four, I'm going to uh, 100% be honest with uh, our listeners. Uh, I did exactly what Mr. Alex Pastrallo over here did. Uh, Alex, you want to tell the... Uh, the uh, uh, Wednesday Comics audience, what you did with this issue? Uh, so I was not super thorough in reading it, and I was apprehensive about even reading it, that if my other books took me too long to read, the actual ones that I needed to read for the week, uh, I, I may have just skipped it and then told everybody this was shit, because I'm pretty sure it was going to be true. And guess what? It was. <laughs> I, like, read it, but you know how you kind of read something sometimes, you kind of get it? Uh, so every once in a while I would see a bubble and I'd be like, I know what this bullshit's trying to tell me. And I would skip a couple words, but I was really there. I mean, if a book's going to really have this many words, I feel like I've skipped a couple and I'm just, we're not really missing that much. So, um, Gary, what do you think? <laughs> you know, it's as bad as the other three issues that we read. Um, you know, it's bad 
when there's like exposition talk where it's like where it's like could be narration bubbles you know i know we all hate narration but like speaking narration to other characters like i need to get the hammer so that i can go do this because if i do this then i save the day but it's like not organic conversation um and then also some of that fantastic dialogue uh when the zombie girl's trying to get fucked by the uh speed guy <laughs> yeah. and i was just like where the why the fuck is this a thing like this is just weird um and the art changed during that part so yeah i did laugh though um when okay it's not funny but when he gets like stabbed and i was like well yeah dude because you tried to fuck a zombie dude like it's gonna happen i like it too um, she's like when she is dying here i'm gonna read you some what i like to call poetry um when she's dying she's saying i'm dying nick i can feel it i'm dying and i never slept with a man before nick <laughs> Oh, that was the part. That was what I wanted to get that. I was like, why the fuck would someone say that on their dying breath? Like, I never fucked somebody. Like, I'm dying. God, I, I'm about to I die now. Feel so. it. I'm dying. <laughs> Sticking it in real quick, you know? Like, what? <laughs> She's like, he's like, I'm not going anywhere, Angel. She's like, I'm dying, and I've never been fucked. Hurry. Uh, okay, and, then, and I also like to point out that third issue, we're following that redhead around, and then nowhere in this book at all. Yeah, you know what? There's five more issues. <laughs> if you want to I know, it. but I'm just like she had such a huge character arc and like the third character arc. By the way, marks in third issue, and I'm the, like, what the hell? The uh, uh, next dialogue that uh, appears is uh, Rebecca. What's gotten into? He's like Rebecca, because after uh, she asked Nick, I've never had a uh, slept with a man. The way, and then she's like, the way you look at me, you leer sometimes, Nick. You can't help it. You have needs, and then she turns to the zombie. Yeah, <laughs> you have needs. You know what this book honestly feels like? It feels like Rick Remender sold a nine-issue pitch, and this must have been back in the, like, what was this, 2010? Or what what year did we figure out oh, this wait. was? 2008. It was 08, and they're like, instead of doing it, like, arcs at a time, they're like, well, well, okay, we'll get you nine issues. Give us nine issues. Like, we, we prepaid for it. I feel like that's what happened, because if they read, like, issue one, they would have been like, this series is fucking canceled. By the like, way... Um, <laughs> when <laughs> after she says that stuff and she turns to a zombie, she he goes, "You have to lie back down. You're killing yourself." And her eyes are bleeding. She is uh, dripping uh, spit, and her spine cracked in half. And she's kind of like walking, almost like a, an L shape. Uh, I think she's dead, Nick. <laughs> you're killing yeah. yourself. What the fuck? Are you <laughs> oh Jesus. I, you know, it's so we've talked. I mean, we've, we joke about this book, but deep down inside, it doesn't read like a Rick Remender book. And secondly, uh, I told the guys before that I am so embarrassed by this choice. This is like one of the worst choices in my life I've ever made, was just picking this book, then spending five weeks of us talking about hey, it. Hey, Alex. It and never liking it, but at least all three of us did this together. The, I will, I will not lie. The covers and then the gallery at the end, those characters do look cool. So, I mean, you see Rick Remender as somebody, a guy that we trust, and we see those characters and see how cool it looks. Like, when you first had said you picked this, and I was like, oh, what is this? Rick Remender, and I saw the cover, I was excited, too. I was like, Rick Remender doing a straight-up superhero comic of his own uh, creation, 
And in my head, I was like, why have I never heard about this? Why have this has never been like an ongoing or anything like that? And I think we figured out why. I think I figured out why (laughs) with Rick Remender's legacy, I've never heard of this book. Um, And I've never heard about the broom. So um, I don't know. The thing with this is, and I've said it, we've said it so many times over the last four issues with this thing that I don't really feel like repeat. It's never changed. Or the four issues. There's never been any kind of hope. There was one, the one part in issue two, like the uh, Thor fight, where I was like, this is not half bad, I guess. And then it fucked itself over again. And then it's just been, uh, I don't know, that he, he just knew how to do a fight, really. Uh, beyond that, it's been uh, unreadable. Uh, un, uh, I would say watchable. Uh, I can't even like really look at half these panels. Um, I, I don't know. Is it, it definitely was not, I don't think, any of our cup of teas. There's certainly probably a microcosm of comic readers that will enjoy this type of book. Uh, and it's not us. So I'm Yeah, I mean, f- you'd have to look and look and look for... Per- I mean, I, we did see some reviews that people liked it. Somebody um, did say... It was uh, okay. <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, no, they said it was fine, I think. That's what they said. I, I need to ask uh, Tom Devine from A Comic Book Look. I want to hear your thoughts on this book, or even Sergeant America. I need to know what you guys think. Even if you read just the first half an issue. I want to hear your words you know on what's, this book. You know what's unfair, think, Alex? Is that Mr. Uh, Devine, if you're going to bring up Devine of A Comic Book Look over here, that for so long, and he did come around and say Dark Avengers, he uh, eventually liked. But uh, if you think Dark Avengers, when you first read it, was bad, this this is a nice reminder of how bad something can be. And when we say something's bad, maybe it's not super bad. Like, this is definitely bottom of the barrel, horrible, no redeeming qualities whatsoever. And uh, I uh, don't regret reading it for that reason, because I every once in a while you have to be reminded that uh, sometimes it can get pretty dark in here. <laughs> With, well, and, maybe, and maybe that's the right thing. I maybe I should not be sad that we read this book. I now know what the, I know what the shit is below the shit of shit, and that is this. Yes, Alex. Don't be sad that it happened. Be sad. Be happy that it's over. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> it's got to be like Fight Club. You got to hit rock bottom before you can, you know, rise up. So. And you know, uh, by the way, I'm going to give this book uh, even one. <laughs> one seems too high, so but I'm gonna give it one because it's the lowest I can give it. So, yeah, I, I would also go with one. This is literally the worst book I've ever. Like you said, um, Superman Year One, that at least has fun redeeming qualities. If somebody had no fun, if this somebody came up fun. to me and said, "You have to reread one of these books in a fucking millisecond," I'm picking Superman Year One over this book. <laughs> You know, hey, at least with an aggregate score, they probably got a one and a half. So, <laughs> kudos to you, Rick Remender, on this. This actually book. makes me look back at Superman Year One, and I remember at the time enjoying shitting on it. It makes me feel bad for shitting on it. That's how bad this is. <laughs> okay, like because at least that was like trying to be out there and trying to be something, and it might have failed, but at least it tried. This had never tried. This tried to copy every single thing from both the big two and tried to be the most cliche, safe, 
story and never had an original idea throughout these four issues. And yet somehow taking all those things from all the people that have done it successfully didn't do one thing correct. And that's why I don't believe that Rick Remender wrote this book. And if he did, which I, I guess it's possible he, his name is still on this book. Uh, and that library edition did come out too long ago. I think it was 2017. Um, uh, this actually, uh, not only Alex, as we were just stating that, you know, it's good to have a, pla- a palate cleanser in terms of like, I didn't realize it could be this bad, but it actually is inspiring that a writer could go from this to some of my favorite books of all time, like Tokyo Ghost. So, uh, in a way, inspirational. It's, but just, yeah, if, we, but, if we had read this in 2008, would we have gotten any of those other Rick Remender books? How many people has Rick Remender lost? This would have been the end league. This would have been like when I read uh, when Matt Fraction did that event for itself, and I was like, he's horrible. And I told you don't get Hawkeye, and Alex got it, and I was like, ah, fuck, I'll get it then to talk to you about it. And it was amazing. That's like this. <laughs> like, okay. I, like I, well, actually, you know what? I'd rather read Fear Itself again than this. <laughs> I, I remembered you telling me Fear Itself was horrible and that you had struggling to get through it. And yeah, you, I remember Matt, I remember that conversation because Gambit number one came out and so did Hawkeye number one. And I remember having that conversation. I believe Fear <laughs> Itself was the event that they decided for some reason to have high different writers on it and none of them were at all on the same page on what the story was. And so it always seemed like there was five different events going on at the same time. And I just remember Matt Fraction's once being unreadable. And uh, it turns out they were still a little bit readable. This is unreadable. <laughs> you know, the equivalent feeling I get from reading this book is like the day I, we went to go see Green Lantern. Uh, where we just thought it was going to be good. And it was so bad. And you know what? When I saw that movie, at least I had you two with me. You know what? But you know what? I still think I got a little bit more out of that movie than reading this. Like, I'd rather watch that movie again than read this. Hey, that's the first time we ever probably all saw Taika Waititi, and now he's directing, you know, all Thor movies, so. What was he in in Green Lantern? He was his friend. He was the best friend. I don't remember that. <laughs> well, I don't recommend rewatching to, to to see it again. But. Just look it up on YouTube. Yeah, look it up on the uh, YouTube. Oh, uh, well, there we go. There's the uh, uh, Garrett. What's it called? Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents. Uh, the oh wait, <laughs> uh, what was it called? The End League. Jesus Christ! I already, I already deleted it from my memory. Uh, there we go. The end league is what uh, uh, Alex had picked, but it's time for the next one to uh, start reading for uh, next week. And uh, so uh, here's how I uh, <clears throat> tried to do this was that I um, have access. I, I pay for Comixology Unlimited and we have Hoopla. And I didn't want to make it so that it wasn't on there. And it wasn't on both of them because Alex only has Hoopla. And some people might only have Hoopla too. Uh, but I know me and Garrett have Comixology Unlimited. But I wanted to make sure it was on both because I enjoyed that reader more than this Hoopla one. Um, and so I was thinking. So that was that criterion. And then I was looking, looking, looking. I was like literally 
10 different books were up for the the choice. And I was like, do we go, you know, uh, a classic in terms of like one of the best comic books people say might be a little bit uh, of a deep dive in terms of like it's really, it's really, uh, uh, you know, an example of what the art can do. Do we go, you know, kind of artsy? Do I go kind of deep on this thing or do I go with the, uh, you know, like a fun pick just to so get past this and we can have fun with the next one we're in? Uh, even kind of uh, thought about going back and uh, and uh, picking a book that I haven't read it in a while. And then you guys have both finished the series. Uh, Why the Last Man? But I was like, you know what? I don't wanna really want to rehash that's that series is coming out. Maybe we'll do we'll talk about it later, or maybe we'll do something for it later. So I'm sitting here thinking, who is the one person who can cleanse my palate? Who do I love? And I found a choice on both of these, uh, um, what I like to call, uh, uh, <laughs> what do you call them? Fucking stores, I guess. Hoopla and Comics Out Limited. Uh, and it's from our uh, pal, uh, Grant Don't Morrison. Don't say Grant okay. Morrison. Uh, everybody knows I love Grant. And uh, he's one of the kind of people that like just understands superheroes in a way that I love them. Like he understands the way that I love them. And so I, we both are on the same page there. And so I was like, you know what? Let's get a superhero Grant Morrison book. I think like that's a good palate cleanser because I know Grant Morrison's going to bring it. And I also know, though, if it's a superhero one, it won't be super uh, uh, hard to... Uh, I don't want to make it like a, a study group. So anyways, with all that, New X-Men by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely, Volume 1 is what we're going to be reading. The only caveat that I have to make for this... Uh, and it's mostly for our group here. Actually, never mind. I found it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, I was going to say on uh, Comixology Unlimited, they only had the Ultimate Collection for the first one. So it was more than just a trade. It was, let's see here, 12 issues in an annual. I was like, that's going to be a lot. But they have they have multiple trades on Hoopla uh, for this. But I just found actually they have Volume 1. So Volume 1 E for, is for Extinction. Uh, is what we're reading. Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. It is at the time uh, they wanted to kind of bring X- X-Men had kind of gone to the the wayside and it wasn't really a Marvel main book and they brought Grant Morrison on board. He had been doing DC stuff for a long time and they were like, hey, you want to come to Marvel and write the X-Men? And he did. Uh, they changed the ongoing X-Men a book to a book called New X-Men uh, and this was that and there's a lot of stuff that Grant did in this run that uh, is still around today and changed a lot of things about uh, about the X-Men. So I figured, you know what? X-Men. I know uh, Alex loves the Wolverine. He's in this. I know I love myself some Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly, and so does Garrett. And it's got my boy Cyclops uh, front and center. So you know what? Let's do it. Volume 1, E is for Extinction. I don't know how many... But that cover is unsettling to look at. <laughs> Uh, the How many issues is the E for extension? <laughs> it is issue 114 through 117 in X-Men Annual number one. Nice. Uh, Alex, you know what's strange? Comixology and uh, New X-Men, excuse me, Comixology and Hoopla both have a different cover for E is, ex- uh, is for Extinction. 
And uh, I looked online. The one that is correct, for some reason, Hoopla has volume two as the cover, even though that's the cover. So I know what you mean about cover one on Hoopla. That is a weird cover to look at. <laughs> it's Frank Quietly. It's like a weird, unsettling picture. Of you're, lo- you're looking up at everyone. And when I look at Wolverine, he looks, I don't know who he looks I, like, but it does not look like Wolverine. comicsology, I don't see that cover at all in any of the volume covers, so I don't know where they got that picture, but that's the one that they have. But on, it's supposed to be them walking against an orange background. So, yep. yep. <clears throat> but that's not the one you'll read. You'll read volume one. You understand. Yes. I'll yeah. read number one, but know that that picture's not right. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, there we go. So, so it's, uh, like I said, it's one, two, three, four, five issues. So we'll do five issues of that, and then it'll be Garrett's pick for the next one there. A uh, couple more uh, reviews here before we uh, uh, say adios for the night, the day, the uh, afternoon, wherever you're at. Rorschach, number 11, Tom King, Jorge Fornes, and Dave Stewart, the uh, penultimate issue of the Rorschach. By the way, this Batman the World book that they uh, advertise in here, um, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Did we talk about this before? Mm-mm. No. I've only seen it in the ads for like last week's and this week's books. It looks pretty cool. I mean, it is going to be like a original graphic novel, but it's a cool concept. Um, I don't know if I would read it, but I like the idea of it. So, Anyways, Rorschach, the penultimate issue. Uh, the last issue we kind of learned a little bit. Well, basically... Someone what just happened, gets slapped in the face? Uh, Alex slapped himself. <laughs> it sounded like um, uh, the last issue we kind of found out that uh, he kind of pieced together our detective uh, to a member of the uh, Turley uh, group, the campaign group, and he realized at the end that uh, there was a, he took a print because he was very suspicious of what was going on, and then in this issue they figure out that he's been uh, been played this whole time. That the uh, man that hired him knew exactly who did it and actually helped get them there. Uh, and they were going to do, act like Robert Redford, his team set up the assassination to uh, make Charlie be the uh, favorite with America and give him a little sympathy votes. And, uh, and they used him to find the clues that they left along the way. That would blame Robert Redford, but he did not account for that our detective was smart enough to see the bottle and remember that that's the beer that he drank. And he took a little uh, fingerprint and realized it is him. It is the same person. And that's actually our uh, the one guy who got killed by the kid in the Rorschach uh, left that there as a way to be like as a backup in case he something happened to him that would unravel the whole thing. Um, there's a lot going on in this issue, a lot about the double turns, a lot about the way he was, uh, kind of made to believe a fake story and he kind of figures out exactly what was going on. It's also a lot of him kind of talking to the kid in Rorschach, uh, our, uh, friend, the artist himself of the pirate, uh, book. What was his name? Myerson. Myerson. And, uh, she goes... She says, we meant for this to happen so that you would see both sides and you get to make a choice. You either allow this to happen, the corruption, and Robert Redford will take the hit 
and uh, Trilly will become president of the United States or you do something about it and you kill them. Uh, and he, uh, throughout the issue, weighs it back and forth and then you kind of see him getting ready for the day and uh, man's complaining in the elevator with him, and he responds. The whole series, we've been talking about this the whole time, the whole series, he he does a little hmm, and it ends with him saying Herm, and it looks like he finally decided that he is going to become Rorschach and take care of the corruption in the government that he sees. Uh, You know what I liked about this issue? First off, the art's always been fantastic. Case Stewart and Warren Fornes. Uh, they not only should be nominated for an Eisner for this, uh, but I do think every single one of these issues is almost, in a way, a school of how great uh, comic storytelling can be. Um, but what I like about this issue is it slowly is... So the whole, the whole series, I feel like, has been a very stable journey for a detective. And in this issue, with the him being lied to and all that being revealed. And he kind of got in the head of the kid from her, uh, her diary. I think it was, was it a diary or a note? One of the two. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, he's kind of like deep dive into their lives. He kind of now is feeling almost like an empathy for their standpoint. And he, when he realizes that he's been disenfranchised by the same people that they felt like they were, uh, he kind of breaks in a way uh, and finally sees that maybe they're right. Maybe he's only got a, he's got to do something about this his own uh, by himself to uh, take care of the bad things out there as they saw the squids coming back and infecting these people. And he's instead going to take them out before they can do any more worse. I think he even said, and he even said one time that Charlie is definitely the one bringing the squids. So, uh, our man here is uh, no longer sane. No longer the man he was in issue one. So, hmm. You know, I gotta admit that out of all the issues of Rorschach, this was my least favorite issue. Um, I was really enjoying the story, and I don't know if I was just expecting the mystery to be something more more gratifying but yeah i just thought i was kind of let down by the big reveal um i mean him becoming rorschach was kind of expected from the beginning but the i think we 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 called it from like very early yeah that he was eventually right and like i do like the approach of like the investigation uh i just thought the reveal wasn't as strong as what i thought it could have been do you um do you believe garrett and i think we've talked about this in terms of other kind of shows and comics and whatever we've, stories we've uh, read to that um, I do, I do really give them props and I really do enjoy, even though we knew from a very early stage that he would become Rorschach, that the trail still leads there and they don't try to pull a fast one just because they don't, they want to make it so like, Oh, you, you didn't see this coming. And it doesn't make sense. This makes sense. Like all the breadcrumbs were there led, led to this. And if you were paying attention, you knew this was coming up uh, with him turning to Rorschach. You might have not known the, the the twist of him being lied to, and that's the reason why it happened. But you definitely knew that there were kind of mannerisms throughout the issues that he kind of gained and kept gaining. And eventually he became more and more like this character. 
that you knew was going to happen. Yeah, so I mean, I like his character arc of becoming Rorschach, but the reasoning behind it, I don't know if I'm all into that. The the art's incredible. Um, I was really digging kind of the ambiguity of the story. Uh, I guess I just, you know, it's just pers- I It's not personal, but it's just like, in my opinion, I didn't really enjoy the reveal. And I don't think like a double cross like that is enough to send me to go murder somebody. So, I don't know. I I thought it was okay. Um, I'm excited for the next issue uh, to see if he actually kills uh, Turley or not. Um, it'd be cool to see him wear the mask. But, yeah, I was really shocked at how much. And, like, I thought that we didn't spend enough time. Like it, This actually, I think, would read better as a trade because the Oates character, which is, like, Turley's man and intermixed with the three other players that like were help setting up the assassination which is like faux assassination i think that their names are pretty unforgettable and they were really unforgettable characters so for them to be the big plot device you know betrayal i was like uh i don't even remember who they are that good so yeah i I mean i'll definitely agree with you there um with my memory I kind of remembered, and I just took him at the word, being like, okay, he was the guy who he found his body and found that pager. Um, but if you were really to quiz me without them telling me that, I would have been like, I don't, I have no clue who that is. Um, just because, you, like you said, I think the issue was issue seven, so this is like four issues later, and we're to remember who those people were. So, uh, Alex, I'm assuming no change in your, in your opinion of this book. I I am one of those... I'm, I. Okay, so every issue I read, I really am trying to get into this. And every, like, this first, the first two pages, it was not filled with exposition. There wasn't bubbles every fucking second. And then once he started talking to the kid and she was responding to him, I thought, oh, shit. Now we're just proving that he's gone crazy. I, there's things that I enjoyed 10. 10 was good. The, the cross, the, backstab, whatever. I saw that coming from the moment I turned the page and they're having dinner just the two of them. I thought, yeah, okay. This guy's the bad guy now. Um, I have been... So, to be fair, I've given this book 11 issues to impress me. Has not done it ever. Maybe 8 or 9 might have been the closest I've ever been impressed. And I like Tom King. The art is fan-fucking-tastic. I cannot get into this book for the life of me. I almost want to pull a Marvin and cut it at 12 and be like, fuck this shit, I'm done. But I can, I'm going to read it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to find out how this book ends. Who knows? It may wrap everything up into a perfectly beautiful bow, and I may enjoy it. I'm guaranteeing that it won't, but it might. Who knows? I could be wrong. Like, I will- it's going to rain this week. I know it's going <laughs> to happen. I know this book's going to fail. For I, me. I will say <laughs> issue 10 and 11 probably are my least favorite out of the whole run. Uh, mainly because 10, uh, Garrett, what you were saying about the, the reveal, I feel like 10 in a way was kind of almost like a recap of what's been going on. Cause you know what I feel like, like this, what this should have been done. Um, cause I feel like he figured out that he's being played in issue 10, but you don't really get that impression until the end. And then in this issue, you kind of, exp- he kind of explains what he's been thinking and how, he knows it's not true, and he kind of put, puts the pieces together. 
um, through some sort of uh, hallucination of the kid and Rorschach, uh, Myerson talking to him. I do think maybe issue 10 should have been him telling the story, but then actually showing what was really happening. Almost in, in a way that, you know, in the first Mission Impossible movie, how he does that? How uh, mm-hmm. Ethan is like saying, here's what happened. And then, but he's, he's piecing it together as it's happening of what actually happened. I think that should have been done last issue to show us that. Like, it feels like 10 and 11 kind of told us the same thing. Well, 10 told us exactly the fake story, and then 11 was the real story. And I feel like you know, there could have been a good way to intertwine those two into uh, one issue. Um, but other than that, I, I still enjoy it. Um, I think the way that it's told, I enjoy. I just like the way that this book is kind of laid out. It's It's not like... It's, I think it's very different than in Tom King's other books in a way that, uh, Garrett, you kind of touched on, that in trade, I think this is going to be fantastic. And uh, I feel like this from issue 1 to 11 is definitely one cohesive story that if you read this from issue 1 to the end, uh, it's going to be very enjoyable. And maybe this did not suit as well. This not, did not suit well for the issue. Uh, but I think, like, for me, for someone who doesn't remember issue to issue, every single detail that happens, with this book, for some reason, I did. And I think that's be- like, to show you how much I enjoyed what was going on in this book, that I actually would remember things uh, in this book. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know. It it definitely is getting to the territory now, especially the last couple of issues where there were a lot of politics involved. The last two issues were... Um, I knew, like I said before the show started, I knew Alex was not getting on board at the last two issues. Uh, and I was curious whether or not Garrett was still in, but the last two issues were definitely, uh, heavy on the exposition. Um, and in a way I feel like could have been done in a way that, uh, made it more interesting, but I still enjoyed it, but I see what you guys are saying. I definitely feel like there's a way to make it. So it's not really like, oh, here's the fake story. And then uh, another issue of the same exact thing you just read about in the last issue, but the things that actually happened. Ratings. What do you guys give it? Hmm. Alex? Yeah. I know my number. I'm going to go six. I I really enjoy the series, and I'm not saying that I'm like turning my back on it by any means, but I'm really excited for issue 12 to hopefully make my feeling about this book improve from what the dip is to the from issue 10 to this. I will say issue 10 is probably going to be my most rated one. I'm going to give that one a seven, and I'm going to give this one, this issue here, uh, an eight. I'm going to go with a four. I Alex. got bored about halfway through. Alex, let's remember, Henley is one. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. A four. Uh, I- you know, you're right. You're right. You're right. At the bottom of the barrel is shit. Below shit and shit. This would be a five. This was mediocre. The art was fantastic. I will give it that. Every time, every time I turn the page, it looks so beautiful. The coloring is great. The lines are great. The paneling is fantastic. Uh, we'll go with a five. It's average. I will say the part where the Rorschach and he says, I only see myself and he says, I can't. And he says, you will. And he shoots him in the face. Uh, and he says that uh, Ponyus pirate, pirate sailed over the seven seas 
And when he was done, he got on his knees. He prayed, he prayed, oh Lord, what hast I done? Not enough, God answered, not enough, my son. I honestly feel like those two pages are probably the best two pages in this whole series. Uh, because that literally is him right there killing the old person who we've seen, the detective, and Rorschach is reborn in this person. Uh, and that's exactly why he's doing it. When he got to the end, he said, what have I done? And God answered, not enough, my son. And he decided, okay, I have to do something about this. I don't want to get to the end of my life and say, what could I have done? I'm telling you. I honestly think this book, like that part of it for me, I think is the best in all series. But then again, like I said earlier, I think there's a better way to wrap 10 and 11. This could have been 11 issues. That's what I'm saying, basically. Um, but we'll see. Tom likes his 12. He likes his 12. All right. I know. I could like the literally the end of the series could have been like that annoying dude exits the elevator and then you see him put on the Rorschach mask and then boom, ambiguous ending. Alex, like, I will ask you one question, though. Oh, Gary, you're, you can be involved here, too, because I think you've seen this movie. Did that guy who got in the elevator with him not look like Joe Pesci from Lethal Weapon 3. Yes. And he talked <laughs> just as much as Joe Pesci does. I that was what it threw me off as he was there jabbering, 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 jabbering. Turn the page and he's still fucking talking. I literally was like, is that him? Is this supposed to be him? Like He's wearing the same shirt. He's got the same bleached hair. He's running his mouth a mile a minute. And uh, I'm sure if Rorschach actually met that character, he would not make it to the end of that elevator ride. I'm kind of hoping that's what the end of this was going to be, was that we open the page and he's already killed him. Or at least taped his mouth shut and said, here, shut up. Have you guys ever seen Jackie Brown? No. Mm, nope. Oh. In that movie, there's a character who bugs another character, and it reminded me of kind of like this. And uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that Alex is a violent person at all. But uh, I do, there was <laughs> what, he, what they do in that movie is they're bothering him being super annoying and he's like, and the person is like, uh, please, just shut up. I'm being serious. Please just shut up. And the person does one more, and he turns around and shoots him and kills him. And I was just like, uh, that's what that reminded me of. I was like, I'm, he's not making a thing of that, right? But also, I, the reason I bring up you, Alex, is I feel like that's uh, something you would do. So, I mean, in a world where you yeah. were uh, evil. So, um, it reminds me of you saying if you were uh, against some uh, ghost or something like that or uh, uh serial killer that you would kill him right away and that's how the movie ends so. <laughs> yeah well honestly, that's why they never offer me movie gigs because the movie will only be five minutes long never never be a lethal weapon three i'm saying with you because that joe pisha character would have been done right away he was you know in, in two he was fine he was annoying but he at least served a good purpose uh in three he really was the marvin of the show <laughs> you know what <laughs> Totally forgot. Like when you when you brought him up, that's like, yeah, that'd be Marvin. Totally forgot he was in two. Totally forgot he was in two. Yeah, he's that uh, cop killers. That's three. What? Number three is cop cop killers. killers. Yeah. Number two is diplomatic immunity. Just got revoked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. Uh, Daredevil number thirty-three. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, have you seen two? I've seen one and two, yep. Okay, that's the only two you really need to see. Garrett, hold up a second. This is news to me. You've never seen three, 
And yet we I haven't logo, seen three, but I've seen four. Our logo like I've seen one, two, be, and four. Our logo used to be based on three. Hey, man. Three, three is at least enjoyable. Four was, oof. Yeah, I know. I got to watch it. I, I, You know, just like uh, TMNT 2, I have those. Remember when they used to do those four film collections? I got the TMNT uh, 1, 2, and 3, and then the animated I mean, it's remake. It's your boy, Richard Donner, if anything, in honor of him, his life, his legacy, you need to watch Sleeping Weapon 3. All right. All it's right, on I'll HBO Max. I have it on DVD. <laughs> you need to watch Secret of the Ooze. That's like where most of the best lines come from. Alex, and you need to watch number three. So once again, so you can see how shitty movies can be, and maybe you would like that first Michael Bay TMNT. You remember when you showed me that video of the most, not famous, but the most diehard Turtle fan? I don't <laughs> want to watch three because she sings that song. <laughs> And when she goes, that's her life motto and, to live by. I don't, I don't know if I want that to be my motto. And the hat that, I mean, the the uh, character hat that she has is from number three. So, turned over number thirty three. Speaking of three, Marco Cicchetto and Chip Zdarsky. Surprising, <laughs> Chip uh, uh, Chips ran out of books last week, and so he didn't have a book this week. Uh, I'm pretty sure last week he put out like five books, and this was one of them. So, uh, Daredevil number 33, Chichetto back uh, in what we like to call Lockdown continues, the story of Lockdown. Uh, we have uh, two ongoing stories, one with the uh, clones of uh, Bullseye versus Elektra Daredevil. And we have Matt Murdock inside of jail that is riding and all the uh, the prison inmates are full, pop full of the uh the uh uh red sea red said red said reset compound that's making them dangerous uh and matt murdoch is their leader for reasons that we're not 100 percent sure about uh kind of left off last issue with him trying to blow up the uh, clone machine and uh this is where we're at so what do you guys think of uh the daredevil number 33 the art was fantastic. Chichetto showing up made this book feel like it should and look like it should. Yeah, it was a nice, uh, like, I was telling these guys before the show when Cole North, when Detective North shows up, like, I found that was like Chichetto being like, yeah, I'm back, bitches. Like, look at my fantastic art. So it was so appealing to see. Like, I read 32 and 33 back to back, and 32 was so cartoony and blocky that when we got to Chichetto, I was like, oh, baby this is awesome so in in 32 is i couldn't remember i don't think she has does electra wear her mask over her mouth in 32 Ooh, i don't remember i I can check it out right here i don't think she does and it it threw me off because then when i got into 33 and she's got her mask on and she looks like she has for the last 10 issues uh it was such a welcome sight and chichetto does something so well that he makes her cloth part of her mask or even the the tie around that she has around her head uh, looks so fluid where, like you said, when I read in 32, I was like, one, they, he clearly didn't want to put the mask on probably because he couldn't make it look like it should where it just flows in the wind. You're right. Uh, fantastic. She never has it fully on. Uh, and there's even a good portion of time she takes off the top part too. And it's just her no. without the top part. 
but it, she definitely does not ever cover her mouth. She's struggling to breathe. I get it. <laughs> uh, I will say art-wise, fantastic, as you just both just stated. Uh, Chichetto has a way of drawing this uh, Daredevil action that is just kinetic in a way that I don't. It's you would have uh, like when there's a fight, it feels so energetic. It feels so much like a lot of shit's going on, and it really does feel like an action-packed scene that. When we do get the other artists doing this Daredevil, I think that's what it lacks in, and that's kind of what this whole chip run has been fantastic with is uh, the challenges that both Daredevils have faced, and Chichetto just makes it feel like it's ten times more at stake uh, with what's going on, especially the the bullseye uh, fight with Elektra in this issue was fantastic, where the last issue it's kind of like, eh, you know, it didn't feel as um, tense. Uh, and that's just like, the way the art's been done. Go ahead. When, when Electra takes the the bullseye off the building with her, and she goes, I know Matt wouldn't really approve of this, and she lands on top of that that bullseye on the cop car. Mm-hmm. Um, had it been the other artist, it would not have been as satisfactory. Where when I read this one, I go, one, that dude's probably pretty well close to being dead, if not dead. Uh, it was just fantastic. And everything that I see in this book I hope this last arc, because I sent you guys both the the clip that this book will end here shortly in a couple weeks or a couple months or whatever it's going to be. What? I hope that to... you just sent a picture of the cover. I didn't see anything about it. It was a link to an article, boy. I clicked it. It took me right to like Marvel.com. It didn't take me to any. Oh, I read story. It's, it, yeah, it's, that's, this that's series be ending. This series is ending, but he's doing like a new series that this story will continue. But he couldn't say what. It's yeah, a, it just takes me to Marvel's Facebook page. What the fuck? I'm assuming that Daredevil is ending in Electra, Electra Book will start or something like that. He stated something oh. like it's going to change. He'll, the story will continue in a different way. That's what he it was kind hmm. of saying. Uh, That's sad. I hope Chichetto's on for the last X amount of issues to wrap this story up in that nice neat bow. That issue, what, what was the last issue, Alex? 38? Yes. It's going to be like a oversized finale. Uh but then he said he said don't worry like he is signed on to continue this story, but it, it was very vague. I would really didn't get what he was trying to say whether it be a mini that that finishes the story or if it's a new ongoing, but it's Daredevil's ending at 38. So, Ooh. I will say also um in this issue uh, kind of what you were saying, uh, Garrett, like that last issue didn't feel like, I don't know, it doesn't feel as important when it's somebody else. Uh, Chip's story has always been consistently good, but it does not feel as cinematic or as enjoyable unless it's Chichetto. And mm-hmm. even though something I thought I would fucking hate, even though Iron Man and Spider-Man show up in this issue. And I feel like whenever you have all the Marvel heroes show up and help, especially Iron Man, um, just because it's like, it feels like a, a day, it takes like mocking in a way that it's like, oh yeah, Iron Man's here now and now everything's going to be good. Uh, and it was a little bit. Now they got nanotechnology piecing her back together. Uh, but even when she's like, hey, make me a bullseye killing machine, even that I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> like, And I feel like that that's a very fine line between being super cheesy and losing the intensity this book has had, but also with 
I think Electra earns that line and how good she's been in this uh, run so far. And I think Chip earns that line uh, to make that line. And then we get the finale, not the finale, but the last part of this book. As you stated, when uh, <clears throat> our boy walks in and he realizes that Daredevil, ah, Cole North, the big bad detective who took down Daredevil, care to try again, he says. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going on with Daredevil, why he's acting that way, why he's got an army of these Rasid uh, people, especially the way that uh, he was, in a way, trying to stop this in the last uh, couple issues. And I think, you, Garrett, we were talking before the show that something happened that kind of flipped Daredevil and made him this this character, uh, which possibly could be Bullseye taking over his body or, you know what, maybe Match is fucked up. Who knows? But uh, um, it really adds to a lot of entry going forward. And with what Chip put out this week about that, about the ending, it really just put a lot of question marks being like, oh, is it, it's going to end? Is it going to end because Matt's going to uh, become bad and become the new bad guy for this book? As he once did in, in you know, uh, he did in any Diggle run? Or is he going to pass away? There's a lot of possibilities. But I feel like normally, under any other writer, I would be rolling my eyes right now. And even the bullseye thing, I think he made me like it. Uh, I think Chip has been done a fantastic uh, job of presenting ideas. And I'm like, oh, f-. like I feel like we've done this before, Chip. But in a way, by the time we get into it, I'm like, all right, you've done it. Like, I feel like it's okay. Like when that's three- what I, that's Go ahead. Yeah. I said that's what I would add, too, is like, you know, I've we a couple issues back. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. Bullseye again. Uh, I really do give him props for making it an interesting story and not just bullseye, like being normal bullseye, like the clone bullseye aspect. I was shocked. Like at the end of issue 32, I was like, all right, you, you do me like it. It is a little more maniacal when you got multiple bullseyes and they're all a little um, different. Yeah. And they all got their own little personality in a way. And, uh, it doesn't seem like they're as powerful as a normal bullseye, but together, they're definitely a handful for Electra to handle on her own. So, yeah, I'd give this issue an eight. Like I thought that it, uh, you know, picked up the ante a little bit, but you know, for a Daredevil book, not a lot of Daredevil, but or at least not a lot of Matt Murdock. Like you said, gosh, if this book ends and Matt's a villain, boo! This book started out so good. But, you know, but see, the only thing, though, is that, like Marvin said, if it wasn't for Chip saying that type of stuff, I would be a little disappointed. I think he would write a good Daredevil, bad, a bad Daredevil. Villain Daredevil? There you go. I want to see more Electra. Like, we've, we've had the Electra running as Daredevil, but we haven't really gotten to see her do anything that isn't outside of what Matt is currently handling. I want to see her handle just regular Hell's Kitchen stuff, or who knows, maybe... They'll move on to Matt Murdock still staying in Hell's Kitchen. She's Daredevil out in the rest of the city. I'm going to give it a nine. I really enjoyed it. Mm, I'm going to go with eight with Garrett just for the fact that when I got to the end, I had no idea what the hell happened. What, where we, How we got into Arkham Asylum is where I got confused. Uh, 36 is the final issue. 36. Damn it. It's November is when it's done. Yeah. So uh, The next issue... Uh, the next issue, well, they haven't even released the cover for. So I'm not sure why, um, but we'll see. It says, it's in the back of my book. You guys made me depressed. I'm so glad that article says, didn't tell me that it was ending. It says next issue, but that's not the cover. 
Oh, I see. Okay. It, the cover to that I'm seeing says cover not yet released. Um, okay. The next issue, Lockdown continues as Bullseye reigns over NYC. The penultimate chapter of Lockdown brings twists, turns, bodies, and unexpected allies. You're not going to want to miss the next installment of this Eisner-nominated epic. Um, and here's the article just so you can understand kind of what I was trying to say, what, what Chip said. Jeep. Uh, Marvel's gearing up for big changes in Daredevil ongoing title with the long-time creative team of Chip Zdarsky and artist Marco Cicero preparing their exit from the current series anyways, while also planning on leaving Matt Murdock and current Daredevil Electra status quo in a totally new place. November 17th, Daredevil number 36, Mark Sadarsky and Chichetto's finale on the current Daredevil title and miss a planned wedding between Wilson Fisk and uh, Daredevil's arch enemy and crime pin of prime and King fin- Kingpin's enforcer Typhoid Mary. But in a true Daredevil fashion, Marvel's announcement warns that Calamity is right around the corner for the newlyweds. Uh, meanwhile, oh, I don't want to read that. The spoilers. Um, here's what Chip said. I know writers like to say things like, it's all been building towards this, but it really has been. When I sat down to write an issue one, I knew exactly that this issue was waiting and that it was going to drastically alter the lives of the Daredevil cast. Issue 36 is not an ending. It's a beginning. Daredevil's conclusion can coincides with Zarsky's announcement of a new uh, newsletter that he's going to be putting out. That's not what he... Zarsky still has several plans for the future. Marvel's hinting at hinting that on August 31st, it'll be celebrating its 60th anniversary by revealing the next chapter of Chip Zarsky and Marco Tuttle's run in Daredevil along with new projects from the publisher. So... They are working together on something new for Daredevil. After this, it's gonna be re- it's gonna be revealed at the end of the month here, two weeks. So, Superior Daredevil, here we go. Uh, this Doc Doc is Daredevil. The spoiler I almost uh, read there, Oof, it caught myself, caught myself, but I saw it now. So, wait, are you in tight? Is He's it a good gonna one? Send you a picture of it. The building's gonna blow up. We'll know what it is. All right, all right. <laughs> Hey, if you want to know, I'll tell you, but I thought maybe you would want to keep it a secret. I want to know. It's in a news article. I'm cool. Okay. It said, you know, that thing about Typhoon Mary and Kingpin, right after that said in the finale also, it said Elektra and Matt Murdock face off for the name of Daredevil, it said. So maybe he is bad. I don't know. Interesting. Elektra's going to kill Kingpin. She's going to become the new Kingpin. She's the bad guy. Alex, uh, Electra can beat Daredevil, right? I would love for her to be Daredevil. Daredevil She's been more vicious in those last run than Daredevil has. This guy can't even fight in a a, a fight in the uh, the prison yard. I mean, he so was poisoned. She needs, she needs uh, Rama to show her how it's done. He was poisoned. No, Rama to show him how it's done. All right, there we go. DD number thirty three. Uh, the end league number four. RAP. Good riddance. Garbage. Not rest in peace. In peace. Rest. <laughs> no, I don't know what you say. What do you say? <laughs> uh, good. And what was uh, Rorschach number 11? There we go. Uh, Wednesday comic 605 at gmail.com. Send us a little voicemail there. Email there, I mean. 605-215-1849 is where you send us a voicemail. Um, no voicemails this week. Thank God. Um <laughs> Because you remember last week. Uh, you can go to WednesdayComics.com and leave us a message there. Or go to our website uh, or our merch page, excuse me, 
at WednesdayComics.com. There's a button there to go to that. And you can subscribe to the show, as always, on many, many platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, etc., etc., etc. Um RootsofSwampThing.com, definitive source for all things Avatar of the Green. Uh, Swampy. Book's still going, right? That book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just so, issue six came out. I think actually they decided to keep that baby going. I think it was only supposed to be five issues originally. But ten. Think, ten issues. All right. But I think I read something they're going to keep it going. Um, huh. Or there's going to be something else. It seems like DC actually wants to invest in Swamp Thing now. They've been giving that thing a push every single iteration of their changes. Rebirth, 52, shit like that. So, um, and even when he was gone and didn't have his own ongoing, he the dude had appearances and, and annuals and everything. So, um, com, Defender Source for All Things Comics. Go there. Uh, our friend a comic book, from a comic book look, John, will be there to help you uh, find what books you need to get. I'm sure he'll recommend X-Men. I'm sure he'll say, get this run, Ember Frost. Um, I wonder if he's ever read the new X-Men by Grant Morrison. I'm going to ask him that. Uh, I wanted to get his take on it. So here we go. We'll read that for next week and we'll read some other books and we'll get back to you, uh, next week. Uh, happy, happy Halloween as always. Uh, I will see that now for the next 30 days and happy Halloween to everybody. I guess it's the time of the year as they say, uh, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> is that a song you guys heard as a kid? Nope, nope. I must have missed that in class. Yep, nope. That sounds like a really bad Halloween song. <laughs> that's this. I used to sing that song in elementary school. Halloween, Halloween, boo, boo, boo. You ever heard it before? <laughs> nope. No, I'm still not going in my memory. All right, Wednesday Comics. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Everyone stay safe and keep turning those pages. Yeah.